Hey, folks, how are you? Think, think you know what that music means? It means you're listening to a Pretender to Contender podcast episode. Hope you're having a good Tuesday or whatever day it is that you're listening to my podcast. Uh, who knows? Who knows when you're listening to it? I'm having a pretty good day, pretty busy, rehearsed for three hours. For Remember When, this Saturday at the Emelin Theater, the Emelin in Mamaroneck, New York. November 6th is the show. It's an 8 p.m. show. It's my one-man show. Just me. I do have a three-person band on stage with me, kind of kind of backing up the show, getting a little theatrical, doing a one-man show. I've done one-man shows in the past, but it's been a while. And I always like working that acting muscle and making stand-up into kind of a an actoring, acting kind of thing. So come on out if you want to see that. With the music and, and the multimedia, a lot of pictures, a story behind it, why I'm remembering, all that. Come out, November 6th, Emily Theater, Mamaronic, New York. Just go to joematterese.com. we got a great guest today. I'm excited about it. Uh, I interviewed him today, Mr. Nicky Smigs, he goes by on uh, on social media. Nicky Smigs, do you guys follow Nicky Smigs? You should on Instagram, on TikTok. I'm sure he's on uh, Twitter and Facebook, but his followings are the biggest on Instagram and TikTok. Just look up Nicky Smigs, S-M-I-G-S. And he just moved to New York. He moved to Long Island from Chicago. Chicago. He kind of has a thing. He's a big uh, Sebastian Maniscalco impressionist. Even Sebastian saw some of his stuff online and and aired it on, on the Jimmy Kimmel show when Sebastian Maniscalco was the guest host there. So pretty cool for him to get that early on in his career. He's new to stand-up, but a big... Uh, big sketch guy he's comes from second city in chicago and uh making his move into the new york scene right now pretty exciting we talk about a bunch of stuff and uh i think you're gonna like it i think you're gonna like it so a little bit about me i mean that's really all that's going on is the is the preparing for the one person show and how much work it is it's just like my brain's completely fried right now as i I don't even usually have my glasses on i'm too tired to take them off uh (laughs) yeah or and you can see how tired i am and you can see how crooked my nose is look at that shit people like to come up to me and go hey man did you ever break your nose no just fucked up nose just italian sorry about that just ugly didn't used to look like that when I was younger. Slowly gets uh, more Italian as I get older. I'll probably be, I'm about a week away from being Tony Bennett nose. And uh, I got the old man glasses that I got to get rid of. I need, I need new glasses. It's about time. My wife hates these glasses and I, I think I agree with her. I think like Reggie Jackson's glasses. Remember those Reggie Jackson glasses when he was in the, on the Yankees in the 70s and he would come up just fucking fucking hit bombs. These are Reggie Jackson glasses. So um, yeah, really, other than that, uh, I don't know if anything's really going on 
personally, wife is good. Kids are good. My family's good. We just had Halloween. Happy Halloween, everybody. Kids love Halloween, don't they? My wife and I went to a Halloween costume. I posted a, a video of about 20 seconds of us at that Halloween costume on Saturday night. It was a 50th birthday surprise slash Halloween party. And uh, we went as I was supposed to be Donnie Brasco. In, well, not Donnie Brasco because that was John Johnny Depp, right? I was actually uh, I was I was uh what was this? Lefty was the character's name in Donnie Brasco that Al Pacino played. If you remember the whole movie, he just he had these big glasses. I had a pair of those and I had one of those 70s leather jackets on with the with the big uh, lapels on it. And I had a I had a shirt with a crazy looking shirt with a, a big collar. And just every two seconds, I was just saying, forget about it. Hoo-ha. You know, that's the wrong movie. Everything's forget about it. What do you mean a fugazi? It's a fugazi. Forget about it. That's not a fugazi. He talks really soft in that movie. This is how Al Pacino talks and all of Donnie Brasco. All right. So you think it's a, you think that's a fugazi? You think that's a fugazi? There's no way it's a fugazi. It's like, yeah, it's a fake diamond, dude. Nah, I know what a fugazi is. I ain't a fugazi. He's <laughs> got a real whispery voice in it. Uh so uh had that going on over the weekend. Got some of the props in the mail today for my one person show. I can show you one of the props. It's classic. I want to get it and show it to you. Check this out, folks. Check this out. Paid uh I paid 90 bucks for this. I paid 90 bucks for this. Can you see it? This is a brand new red. Members only jacket right there. Can you see it? Brand new and red. Got the little insignia, little members only jacket there for my uh, Damone scene in the one one man show called Remember When. And uh, I also ordered the, uh, ooh, also ordered the, uh, the tie scarf. You know, the tie scarf Damone wears around his neck. What am I saying? Tie scarf. I'm a fuck. This is how I shouldn't. I know I shouldn't be doing a podcast. I'm too tired. I did too much shit today. He wears a piano scarf around the members only with a pink, uh, a pink polo shirt, which I also bought too with the collar up. You know, see, we'll see. You can always return it. You know, I always buy shit and return it. Shit bombs on stage. I return it. Fuck you. Pay me. So uh, really, that's all we really got going on in my life. It's just nothing, uh, nothing super interesting to report. Nothing really uh, that I really wanted to talk about. I really just want to get to the guest, everybody. Nikki Smigs, Nick Smirig, Smiriglio. Uh, I like to call him Nikki Smigs. He's on the podcast. Great interview. Great comic. I'm sure this guy you're going to be hearing a lot from. Really funny dude. Go follow him on social media. He's blowing up on uh, on TikTok and on uh, on Instagram. So we will be right back with our guest, Nikki Smigs. Everybody, we'll be right back. Do you have your own podcast? I don't. No. Do you want to, or you're just like no? Yeah. No, I've been thinking about it. I just I want to do. I want to. There's so many of them. I just want to. I just want to 
not do it right. Just make sure that like, if I'm going to commit something weekly, like I'm going to love doing it. Like I'm not just doing it for the sake of having a podcast. Right. You know what I mean? Like I want to yeah. make sure that I, I just, I can put like, you know, a lot of time into it and have fun with it. That's smart. But That's smart. I don't know. I'm still getting used to this traveling shit. You know how it is. You've been doing it 30 years. Like I'm, I'm packing and unpacking, you know, after a month or two now of doing this and it's like podcast, <laughs> I'm not even checking my emails as much as I should. You know what I mean? Well, you're, uh, you're doing more traveling than I'm doing. I mean, there's a, there is a way to travel less as a comedian. I think if you decide that that's the part of it, you hate, I think once you start getting older and older in this business, you, uh, you start to realize what you like and what you don't like. And you start to realize, Oh, I can kind of be an asshole and not do the things that I don't like and do the things that I like all the time. If I feel like it, like you go, Oh, I don't want you, you get, you know, I mean, how long you been doing stand up now as a stand up total? Like when was the first time you ever went on stage? How long ago? February 27th. February 27th. February of 2007. February 27th, 2021. Oh, literally! You've you you just started. Yeah. You're brand eight, new at stand up. Eight months, bro. Eight oh months. wow! Yeah, you're you're fucking way ahead of the game. That's amazing because you. Well, I mean, as the audience listeners should know, you know, you're a guy from Chicago. You have a very uh, elaborate background as as a sketch actor, and it's that's very similar to uh, to doing stand up a little bit. I mean, so what is your what is your background there? I mean, did you do acting? in high school too dude nothing at all honestly it was just like a, a dream to someday have a career in entertainment but like i thought i was gonna be you know my goal was to be a cmo someday like that was really you know marketing corporate right. jobs and stuff through high school and college and then and where'd you go to college uh marquette university milwaukee okay um and you start, you were you were were you trying to get into business and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, it was a business degree. I had a I had a recruiting job out of school for a year. I sold bread for a year. I worked at Viacom CBS and ad- advertising for two years. And then my sister took me to a second city show. Either I was a senior in college or a year after college. And um, I just fell in love with it. I was like, I want to do that. I don't know what they're doing on stage, just making these skits and doing improv and these mm-hmm. sketches, playing instruments and shit. And I'm like, I want to do that. Um, a couple of months later, I started taking classes some improv classes and fell in love with it. Just like the live reaction you get on stage and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, going into character It is like sketch acting really like, kind of like you said. And, um, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. And then the pandemic hit. And uh, right after my improv program at Second City ended, like a week later, literally. And uh, I, I was stuck at home. I was like, what the hell am I going to do? And I found this newfound passion working in the corporate world. You know, what am I going to do with you're supposed to like, go on audition now and go have fun with it. Go learn some more. Go take more classes and pandemic hit. So eventually my family was like, you know, get on TikTok, start doing something. You can't just sit here and do nothing type thing. That's, I can't imagine. I, was, I can't imagine my mom or dad ever going. You know, you need to get. You need to make more TikToks. Like that's the well, world you know, we're in now. Your parents are probably young. They're probably ten years older than me. They're they're uh, they're in their mid fifties. Um, oh, yeah, that's I'm fifty four. Yeah. So they're my yeah, age. My, your parents. My, yeah, my You're dad's fifty six. My mom's fifty three. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's amazing. Pretty much. But the reason why they said that was because my brother and sister were on TikTok. They were they were loving it. Mm-hmm. They were you know 
posting, they were in posting videos themselves. My brother posted one video, the first video he ever posted. It was about drinking at home during quarantine. And it got like a million views. And he, and he hung it up after that. He one video got a million views and he was done. And he's like, oh, this is a TikTok star. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm like, this app is nuts. And I just kept seeing community compressionists and people doing their own skits, similar to Second City stuff. And I think my family could tell that I was like had some genuine interest in what was going on in this app. But then again, I'm just thinking of what everyone's going to think. My buddies are going to roast me for this. What am I going to post on? What am I going to do? Impressions in my, my parents' basement? You know, I was just being a sack of shit about it. Like everybody else kind of was in some way. Just it was a negative, depressing time. You know what I mean? I didn't want anything to do with TikTok. And then they were just like, dude, we're not going anywhere. Like if you want to post something, just post it. Literally, my, my brother, sister, and my parents were saying this to me. And I'm like, all right, fine. So like a month or two later, end of April, uh, I started posting and it just, it just kind of took off, man. Just That's kind of took off. And you didn't even have a day job when you first started the, the posting. Like I when did. You st- I was working uh, for Viacom, CBS. I was doing the ad sales support stuff. Okay. Yeah. Now, here's a question because I don't know the, the Chicago scene so well. I love Chicago. I've been there. I've only been there a couple of times. I've only done a little bit of stand-up in Chicago. I taped a TV show once for Chicago. It's a long, it's a long story. Whenever I could tell this yeah. fast, yeah. but um, uh, I remember Tim Meadows was the host. It was one of these shows yeah. where they, yeah, I remember him from SNL. Legend, oh yeah, yeah. So is he a Chicago guy? I don't know. Actually, he could be. I'm not sure. So uh, it was one of these shows where like there's a host and they just t- tape a whole bunch of comedians you know, for a television show that's going to be on TBS. I think forget the name of what the show was. And they filmed it at Zanies. Yeah. I don't know if there's two Zanies in Chicago yeah, or one. Two. There was, this was little. Okay. The one on Wells then in the city. Yeah. yeah. This will scare you about stand up. So book to do a TV show. It's not like my first doing stand up on TV. So I'm not like crazy nervous or anything, but I'm not cra- uh, crazy relaxed either. And, uh, Typical fucking, you're talking about flying back and forth. I have to fly to Chicago from New York, you know, probably leave it out of LaGuardia. And uh, there's bad weather in Chicago, which is almost always. I, I try to never fly through Chicago. It's just yeah. like you're, you're always going to get delayed. Right. It's a dusting right. every day. There's a dusting, right? <laughs> just dusting of snow every day in the winter. Hey, oh, Harris is also just a nightmare. It's like the busiest airport in the country. So, you know, yeah. So uh, I'll never forget it. So we're flying to Chicago to do the show and the pilot comes on and says, uh, there's a, there's literally, there was a a tornado in Chicago. Does that ever happen? (laughs) It must've been a warning or something. It's funny. You asked about a month or two ago, there was one that touched down in the suburbs, which is the suburbs is, you know, but yeah, nothing in the city or, 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 but it must've been the metropolitan area because it's the Midwest. I mean, it's not, it happens every once. It happens. Now. So there was some bad weather, tornado. We have to divert the plane, and we're going to land in Grand Rapids, Michigan. That's what the oh, pilot says. No. And I'm looking at my watch, going, and and I hate this about stand up. And you're gonna. I feel like this this interview with me and you could be like, take what you want from it. Like there's certain yeah. advice because some people listen and will go, why would this kid who's doing well listen to Joe Matteris, who's nah, fucking fuck got that. nobody listening to his podcast? You know those people. Those haters are out there. Oh, yeah. But, so you could take some of this as advice and, and throw away some of the other stuff. But this is another one where I said that what, do what you want to do. 
and you 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 don't realize that when you're younger you can be the dick like i said and one of them should have been i always fly the day before like that's what it should be you, you should never especially when you're doing a television show you don't fly the day of your taping like that's like stupid like go put your spend the money fly in the day before chill out have a good time eat a good dinner go to bed it's like what your mom yeah. would tell you you gotta right, eat a good right. dinner so, right, right, right. so i'm flying the day of now the pilot lands the plane in grand rapids and i'm like looking at my watch going i know i'm supposed to tape a television show tonight at 8 p.m it's like 4 p.m already oh, now i'm in fuck. michigan and they don't let us off the airplane it's one of those situations where they're like we can't let you off the plane so we i'm not lying we end up sitting on the plane for five hours on the which is gonna so it probably wasn't four o'clock so it was like maybe it was one o'clock so now it's like six o'clock and i'm like what the i'm ready to go let me off the plane i'll rent a car how right. far can grand rapids be it was probably a four-hour drive or something to chicago right, right. so no so finally we get back up in the air and we take off and I, I had when we were on the ground, this is cell phone days. This isn't like early in my career when yeah, cell yeah, phones yeah. didn't even exist. I called them and I said, listen, I'm stuck on the wrong way. Uh, well, you know, I don't know what time I'm going to get in. And they're like, I thought they were going to go. We'll tape your your episode tomorrow night. We're going to switch you with this guy. They go, we'll just do have you do the late episode at 11. They go 11 o'clock. We're doing a, uh, you know, we're doing three shows tonight you can do the last one at 11 and i'm like oh okay and i left this out of the story i was a new dad at the time my dad yeah. my my son was probably two and i think for he he had a really bad uh sinus infection to the point where we were in the really in the er all night they couldn't breathe they had to put him on like a nebulizer or something to help him Holy breathe shit. so i didn't sleep so i'm on zero sleep I have to fly. Now I'm in Michigan. Oh, no. Now I'm sitting on a plane for five hours. Then it finally gets in the air. I don't get to Chicago till about eight o'clock at night. I got to take a quick shower and go right to the taping. And, and now it's an 11 o'clock show and they're taping. I'm watching all these comedians do well. Right. And you know, they're all doing five minute sets. There's editing in it. You know, it's not, it's not like we're doing it for live television. Right, right. And then they bump, they bump me. I'm the last. They go, we're going to just record you last. I'm like, fucking last. It's like, dude, it's one in the morning. I'm not lying. Right. Not even exaggerating. One in the morning. And the comedian that goes on before me, and I'm going to shit on him because I still fucking remember his name. <laughs> See if I could. Now I'm going to fucking forget his name. It's like Sugar Sammy. I think I get him. <laughs> I'm going to be wrong. I don't think it is Sugar Sammy. Anyone who's a comic who's listened to this. He he has like a British accent, but he's like Middle Eastern. And this is how you're going to know it's him. He always wears a lav mic to do stand up, no matter how big or small the venue. Oh, I know who you're talking. You know about. this guy? I, I I can't think of his name, but I, I I think I've seen his stuff. I love when I shit on a comedian. I rarely do that on a show. This guy pissed me off. Dude, he did 22 minutes. He's supposed to do five. He just kept fucking going. He's got a wireless. There's 80 people in the crowd. I'm like, who does a love? He's like fucking, you know, he's like Dane cooking it like crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking going. He does 22 minutes. And like, this is probably before I realized I had ADD and I take med I take medication for it now. Right. But then I didn't know. 
when I hit the stage, have you ever had this happen? You're only been doing comedy a year where your yeah. whole act leaves your brain and you got, you're at a, you're like, I don't oh, even yeah. know any oh. of my jokes right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. It, it's yeah. And yeah, right. If and I don't, maybe not forget the whole thing, but I'll just like the order at which I had everything memorized as a new comic. It's like, you get so, um, you know, I feel like I have to nail it like a presentation. because I just haven't had that much time on stage to where I can mm-hmm. just off the cuff shit. hundred yeah. percent, man. And if the yeah. cr- and if the crowd's t- dead and tired, it makes for it makes your mind not work as well. When they're 100%. good and supportive, it makes everything flow. But if they're right. just like, we've been sitting here for an hour and a half, we just saw some guy that Joe Madrid yeah. thinks is Sugar Sammy that isn't <laughs> to twenty two minutes. Was he good? I mean, was he a righteous twenty two minutes to where yeah. like he was? Obviously, he must have been. Well, it was one of those like he was a professional co- professional comic, a guy that you could tell always kills. Mm. You know, I don't know. I, I always have trouble following guys that have fast delivery because I talk. I'm just I, I talk like I have a brain injury It's just, and I can't speed it up. If I do, I bomb because it's me not being me. You know, like you're a big Sebastian fan. You're, you're right. known for your Sebastian Maniscalco impression. I would say Sebastian's another guy that's like me where we have a slow, deliberate. That's what's funny yeah. about us. It's like yeah, it draws you in. Yeah, it's not like I always say the guys that talk too fast have no vulnerability. I'm like, why are you going so fucking fast? Yeah. You afraid to bomb? Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, I think uh, I'm way too new to really to really define myself one or the other. I just know for my own like um, comfortability on stage, I want to talk slow so I can just I, I. that's the only way I know right now, just to tell a story. Well, I'm not really all, a joke yeah. writer. So it's all I, about I, being yourself. It's like just, but um, yeah, well, the the hardest thing you'll probably run into as a stand-up comedian, my guess, and you probably already have had this happen because you're like really, you're not just like a guy that can do some impressions. Like you're like they would call it like he's a master impressionist. Like that's what you do on your social media. You do lots and you do lots of them. Right. Right. So like this used to happen when you would come to New York because I've, I do impressions, but I used to say you either, you, you got to do them fucking phenomenal or don't do any because if you like, I was never phenomenal. Like I can do like, like a, a comedian would come after me and go, Oh, an Italian guy's doing Stallone. There's a real stretch. They used to make fun of me when I started out. <laughs> so yeah, I had like yeah, a Rocky yeah. impression, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you just be like slammed. Like, and I used to tell guys, if you're going to do impressions as a stand up, you can really do well in this if you do people that nobody does. You're like, Holy sh-. It's like when uh, Caliendo did John Madden, where everybody was Dude. like, What the fuck? It's incredible, right? So it's, it's similar to you with Sebastian. Not a lot of guys were doing them when you started doing them, right? Right, dude, you're not the first comedian to tell me that. I don't know if you know who Pat Tomasulo is uh, out of Chicago. He's a stand-up. He's on the, the WGN Morning News every day and the weekdays, weekday okay. morning news in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a big Zanies guy as well. <clears throat> I, when I met him for the first time at Zanies, uh, he's a great guy. Uh, first, one of the first bits of advice he gave me was keep learning people that no one else does because what's great about your Sebastian is that not only – can you do it well, but no one else does him. So like immediately, like you're just become that guy. And if you can do other people the same way, which is great advice, because first of all, there's a shit ton of TikTok impressionists and it's, it's a lot of fun. Don't get me wrong. But in terms of transferring that on stage, um, 
to your point, what I've learned is you can't really do the same shit you do online. And there's one thing, there's a whole other conversation about transferring like online video to on stage. But in terms of impressions, like if I do a video, it's like 10 rapid fire impressions. I can get away with two or three of them being okay. But I would never do those on stage because you want, like you said, like you want to make sure the stuff you do on stage is A, everyone's got to know who they are and B, it's one thing to get an applause. It's another right. thing to make them laugh. And if it's, right. if it's spot on, it's funny. Right. If it's not spot on, it's like, oh, that was awesome. You know, it's, it's, that's a different reaction I've noticed of like an applause versus a laugh. A right. lot of impressionists will get laughs, uh, applauses on stage. And I've been there. I'm still figuring it out. But there's no question that uh, the goal is to, is, to, is to, the ones you do, you nail and then move on. Right. So. And also, I mean, I always thought, what kind of stood out from me with me wasn't the impression. I always thought I would try to come up with a clever bit. It wasn't just to do the voice. I was like, right. Oh, I got this idea. Or it was like about my real life. Cause I, Dude, I'm this very soprano. One you do is great. Not to interrupt you, but I saw the one you do with soprano and the catching the sun, watching porn. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, that's hysterical. Yeah. So it's like, if it works in your life story, it's good. It's like, it's funny, like it's if you if you remember, like Letterman would have. Did you ever see when he would have like Impressionist Week, and they'd have a, every night they'd have a different com- impressionist come out and do their five minute set. So they'd have I to take their that. impressions and cram it into a five minute set. Yeah. And some of the guys, it's fun to watch them. They're all on YouTube, like the guys that are really good at it. They usually just have one bit that all of them are in, you know, yeah. like one premise, and they're like. It's like Dice Clay was the original, right? Like, here's all these guys at a barbecue or something like that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? And uh, uh, I guess an- another way to look at it is there's guys that were the cheesy impressionists. And then, like, there was a guy when Jim Carrey came around, you're like, this guy's doing impressions, but they're so weird and right. unique. You couldn't help but go, wow, this guy's fucking on another level of talent. For sure. For sure. His, uh, his, uh, is Jimmy Stewart was hilarious, and it, oh. you could tell he was young. And the way he, the way he did it, dude, he told a story in just one line. And the best part is that he turns around, and they, for his nickel saying, does the same thing. He'll turn around, he'll face yeah. the other way, and then he'll face the stage. But his, his Jimmy Stewart is, well, it looks like we're gonna have ourselves a nuclear holocaust. And it's like he could say anything tragic, and it would sound positive. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that's the so funny premise. Funny, it's a great premise. Right no there. Holocaust, and he smiles after, dude. <laughs> it's genius. Yeah, it's like the, genius. yeah, it's like Dana Carvey was similar on SNL. Like yeah, the man. impression was good, but the the situation that you put them in is so key. Dude, he's another one. He was on uh, he was on Norm Macdonald's Netflix show, R.I.P. Norm Macdonald, and he Michael Caine, uh, as a preschool student. It, all he did was, I like to eat paste. <laughs> that was it. That's all he said. I like to eat paste as Michael Caine. And that was it, dude. It's so the simple stuff is sometimes what does the best, especially online. Yeah. And, and you and I talked on the phone the first time we really met each other was on a phone call. And it turned yeah. out that you're a big uh, Kyle Dunnigan fan. And I told you he used right. to be a friend, you know, a really close friend when I lived in L.A., yeah. And I was telling you how we, we used to film shit all the time. And it was before social media existed. I just had a camera. And we were just making up fucking ideas. Yeah, and I was yeah. telling you how I could not laugh 
And uh, I still and it's funny to see it come full circle because I told you on the phone that back in the day we were New York comics and you didn't they didn't want you to do impressions. It was known as like hacky and bad. And then you realize later, like this comic, I know Johnny Lampert always says this. He goes, comics love to tell you to stop doing bits that work. Yeah, <laughs> like if it kills they'll go you got to get rid of that and like kyle used to listen to people and now come full circle you see him doing stallone and his videos and they're hilarious like when we had that camera and we were filming i just remember he would do this sniffly rocky that used to just yeah, <laughs> i yeah, couldn't yeah, stop yeah. laughing yeah <laughs> yeah good. I don't know. and he would always go really far with like i want to i want to fuck you in the ass you know and i was just like <laughs> where I would just be fucking dying. It was always so dirty that he would go right. with it. So weird. And it's then, like, it's uh, so exaggerated and over the top yeah. and cocky. And it's just with Rocky. I think that totally yeah. works. And so perfect for the internet. Right. And it's interesting that I said to you also that your stuff on the internet, when you said, when you do yourself, you don't get as many views as then when you do a, an, an impersonation of somebody. Yeah, I, there's no question. Uh, TikTok's algorithm favors a certain trend when it comes to the videos you pump out. Like um, the second I strayed away, my 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 page for for a month or two was just Christopher Walken and Tony Soprano hanging out at college together. Mm-hmm. It's the dumbest shit ever. But every night it was something different. Rushing a fraternity, doing the laundry, um, watching watching. Uh, last dance and i would just make shit up it was mm-hmm. as after a while um tiktok has its way the internet has its way they get bored of shit they request do shit do this impression do that impression and i'd start straying away from that series of walking and soprano and the views were just different it's like tiktok just knows really when stuff they give like meals by cooge if, if if cooge ever did something different mm-hmm. from a, a food review in the car it would bomb Really? Because it, they, it, it just, knows. I mean, I'm not 100% positive, but after a year and a half of doing this shit, I can. I'm a, if I was a betting man, I would say if Cooge did anything else besides a food review, it would just bomb because. Well, maybe the this audio is, recognizing. Yeah. Well, maybe this is why, because you know how the internet knows what you like to watch and then it sends you a lot of that. Oh, dude, the algorithms are ridiculous now. I can't imagine how they, how they, programming this shit it's, it's well if it, if it knows what you like then maybe that it knows what those people like who's doing food right. things so then he doesn't do a food thing and they don't send it to anybody it, possibly that's great very well could be the chance but that's crazy um, and there's no question that i mean i was doing impressions for a long time too before i started doing my i got the confidence to do my own shit that i would do on stage or just be ranting about something mm-hmm. and like i said tiktok knows when you're doing impressions and then when they're not you're not doing impressions i don't know how but they just know mm-hmm. and maybe it's because your following that you've built up is expecting an impression and then when they see you and you're not doing an impression they just swipe up right away and it's like, okay mm-hmm. that that's accumulated data that's now saying we're not we're not firing this up to anybody if everyone's expecting an impression it's i don't know bro I'm still trying to figure it out. It's it a crazy mu- world. It's, it must it's crazy. be that, though. It must be that because when I do an impression, it gets no views. And when I do me just having something happen, like a great example. I don't yeah. know if I posted these on Instagram. I showed the trash that my wife left on the step and how close it was to the main trash can. And why did she leave it there when the, it's three more steps? You're at the big trash can. And right. then I put another clip right after it. I go, same exact situation. If 
Tony Soprano noticed his wife leaving the, and then I just shot the same thing. And I, but I don't show me. I just, cause both right. of them were just audio and, right. and, uh, no one gave a shit about the Tony Soprano one, which you would think would get way more. They liked the one more. That was just me bitching about my wife with yeah, something dude, real that just happened. It's a crapshoot. It really is. I mean, and I've talked to a lot of other people that make online content that do impressions, whatever you name it. And, um, it's just there's there's some people that say they got the algorithm figured out that have made it with all these followers and stuff and i've seen some of that and i'm, I'm not really sure but consistency is definitely well, is definitely important if but we want to get million, a lot you know yeah. i was gonna say if we want to get a lot of views and listens on this podcast i guess i should just have you do uh sebastian for the rest of the just, fucking interview yeah, you do rocky and i'll do i'll do maniscalco <laughs> no, rocky will be bad time. i gotta be me you do uh maniscalco <laughs> the whole time yeah, it's uh, a crazy crazy and world man have you got to meet sebastian i know he saw one of your videos and played it on the kimmel show right when he was yeah. the guest host yeah, he uh, he he put one of them on Kimmel uh, last summer, two summers ago, which was nuts. But I've never met. I did meet him at a, at a book signing. Must have been three years ago, two and a half, three years ago, maybe uh, in Chicago. Uh, long before any of that. This is TikTok stuff, but um, he still art. follows me, which is cool on Instagram and stuff. So we see some of my stuff, and uh, that for me is 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 fucking awesome. Just Are you a super up. fan of his? Yeah, I mean, he's the reason why I, I really decided to go all in on the entertainment business. Is you know, just, he's really just an Italian kid, nobody from Chicago who flew right. to LA when he was 24 and had no, you know, no no connections or nothing. He just made it happen. So right, the second he put me on Kimmel and threw me an Instagram follow, I'm like, what else do I need to stay fucking motivated? <laughs> like right. honestly, nobody else on the internet can can really affect you know what I'm doing if if Sebastian can give me a nod after three months of posting videos two summers ago. So. Definitely, right. definitely grateful to have him uh, have this, that support. But um, do you have a yeah. similar upbringing as him with like immigrant parents or no? No, it's one generation off for sure. My dad is uh, the son of an immigrant, my grandfather. And uh, mm -hmm. he said he's, his upbringing is identical to Sebastian's. So oh, really? I'm one generation below that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I saw my dad's 56. He's Sebastian's 48. So that would make more sense. But. I saw the video that you posted from your uh, your Nona's house. Was that oh, that yeah. was in Chicago, right? That, yeah, yeah. Dude, I I didn't want to. I was like, I'm gonna write. I, I was. I think I wrote a comment on there, but I wanted to say, dude, this because it was you being you, and I loved it. I was like, you know what? This video is gonna. Did that one get a lot of views? Because that, yeah, it got a ridiculous amount of views on TikTok. You just never know with that shit, man. Yeah, it was especially you being with you. it being two minutes. Like you think the 10 second impression does the absolute best, especially after. Like I said, posting on TikTok for all this mm -hmm. time, but dude, it's just weird. I, I, there's no doubt the ethnic stuff, you know, and the Italian stuff does does well for my page. If it's not impressions, it's usually Italian related. Yeah, this had seven hundred and twenty six thousand views on TikTok. It's like that's a you good just one. never know. You just never know. I you knew know. as soon, but it's funny. I think you know when it's like an like. I bet I could tell if you go, Joe here's a couple of videos which one do you think you get the most i bet i could guess better than you could guess on your own like you would know what about me is gonna that what i one's gonna do well for you you're probably right because i think as a creator and you know this from posting you'd think the soprano one would do better and it didn't right and for me i think you know like I, I i used to do an impression of this video game dude his name's nick Merckx, and uh, I, I know for some reason you have that every hair. 
Now, um, he wears a backwards hat. He kind of has similar facial hair like me. He's mm-hmm. t- total meathead. He loves to mm-hmm. lift and shit, but um, not Italian, not like any other compression impressions I've ever done before. I'm not really post a ton about video games on my page, but I do his impression every single time. It gets crazy views. Just one of those things where like I send it to you. You probably have no fucking clue. And, but it doesn't matter. He's cause he's probably cause he's so big on the internet. He's it's huge like, on the internet. Yeah. Cause, Cause you and I, another thing was, was when we were talking, I was like, I really liked the video you posted where you had a couple of the other uh, Italian TikTok guys in yeah, the same yeah. video. And I go, uh, I go, we should put some sort of Italian TikTok tour together. And uh, my, I, t- you know, my brother's so negative Italian. He's like, yeah. And then you're going to have all these fucking 22 year old guidos in the audience that, and you're in your fifties. They're not going to want to hear anything you have to say about your wife and kids and being Italian and older. And I'm like, I'm like, well, first of all, I don't know if like, I bet, do you think all your fans are like in their twenties or I bet you have no. people my age? No, Hunter, I, uh, I actually know this probably to a T just because it's, I'm, I need to know the, my analytics for like mm-hmm. my video shit, but 47% of my following is 25 to 34. And then the second highest demo is 35 to 44. So, all right. I probably have more baby boomer following than Gen Z following. Really? So like guys like you and my dad then i do like i mean you also got to remember the impressions i do aren't really the newest guys it's ray That's romano true. it's christopher walken soprano and um johnny drama from entourage yeah they don't know him they only know right. uh, so it's stuff that i grew up with which i gotta do better at as an impressionist is learning the more relevant stuff but it's just the shit that you know it's fun to do for me so well it's always the end goal it's like well what is your end goal and then do things to get you to the end goal you know and it's like that's me doing a one-man show now the end goal was always i want to act i want to do stand-up yes but i always wanted to act almost even more than be a stand-up comedian and i never really I mean, even I had Jay Moore on my podcast years ago when I used to do something called Fixing Joe and all the guests would give me advice or whatever my problem was that week. And I was saying mm-hmm. I wanted to be in the acting world and Jay Moore nailed it. He just goes, dude, you're an 80 percenter. I was like, what do you mean? He goes, you got to go 100 fucking percent to try to do that. Take acting classes, fucking nonstop. Just be like fucking working the acting muscle nonstop. And it's like. He's right. And then you sit there and you go, yeah, I did it for a few days. It's like people that say there'd be a hit on social media. You can't post a couple. Your your brother had got one video and then quit like that. You're right. never going to go anywhere with that. No, that's a great point. Yeah, that's a great point. So, I mean, what what is your end goal? Do you know what that is? Dude, I, I, I not really, to be honest with you. I think I think from a bigger picture, I would be happy just having a, a successful career in entertainment. And it's probably multifaceted to some degree where it's a little online video, a little stand up, a little acting. But um, as a kid, like the dream was always like, how amazing would it be to be an actor? And to be honest with you, stand up out of the pandemic wasn't really my goal. I was just I was able to quit my job from online video, mm-hmm. um, which is nuts. And uh, it was like a year ago this time, actually, October 2020, where cl- like how many clubs are reaching out? They, they wanted to book me. And I'm like, they just I've were contacting done, you. I never know stand up. And they're like, <laughs> I remember these two guys, these booking guys in Atlantic City were like, dude, all due respect, we don't really give a shit if you bomb. Like, you're going to sell tickets. 
Right. They look at the numbers. And I'm like, what? It's nuts, bro. <laughs> That's crazy. So <laughs> I put a set together. I started doing stand-up in, in March. And here we are. I'm, I'm just trying to learn how to do stand-up. But um, I, I would love to learn how to be an actor as well and get experience there. But the fact that I never want to work in the corporate world ever again. If I can manage to do yeah. that, I'm, dude, I'm happy as shit. Like, if I can be a working actor or comic online influencer out of fuck you want to call it like i'm all in man it's just as fun as shit for me it doesn't feel like a job so well my advice would be to just keep 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 doing what you're doing keep making projects that's a key thing content is huge it's one of the only smart things i've ever done in my long career is if i didn't have that content that's out there i mean i have i guess i have seven or eight comedy albums that are on in rotation on sirius xm if i didn't get yeah. that check every month i get a check every month for that shit Damn. and it's like good money and i'm just like thank god and then i got two specials that i i got financing for one i got guys to invest right. in it and then i paid for my own on the second one because you can do so much with that content once you make it. Yeah, you know, I made, yeah. I made that an album too. It's like just make don't don't be one of those comedians. It's like I'm not good enough to make my album yet. Like, you know, don't make a piece of shit comedy album when you've been doing comedy like 6 months, you know. Right. But right. like just keep making projects and filming things and shooting things and 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 meeting you meet people when you do that and it's so good to do it, yeah. you know. No, um don't, don't be overthinking anything. Um, I know you got to go do another podcast. No, what, you're good. This has been good, man. Did you cancel the other podcast? No, I'm actually doing uh, Anthony Rodia's podcast. He's uh, at his house in, in Franklin Square. So I, uh, you I know, he I, he's actually from where I live, and I never met him. Before he's Westchester, I, right? Yeah, yeah. He, he, yeah but the right. actual town, New Rochelle, a bunch of people are always asking me if I know him because I live in the town that I think he grew up in. Oh yeah, went to the same high school as my wife, and I've never oh, met no him. Shit. Yeah, oh, shit. Okay, tell him I'm dying to meet him, even though I never met him. Tell him he's yeah, very, no. he's very loved in Neuro. I believe it. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's doing well. He's doing well. So, but uh, hey, man, I, having guys like you and Rodia, you know, reach out and do podcasts and shit, give me advice is uh is uh, means the world. So I appreciate it, especially being a new guy out here in New York trying to figure out this stand up shit um thank you for reaching out and stuff and and we talked on the phone for a while last week so i appreciate uh your time and everything and uh it's a crazy no world man it's a lot of fun but uh yeah. you guys in my corner is uh, i appreciate it stuff. Well, it's a good move for an italian to move to new york you'll you'll it. be fine <laughs> I, lo- I, lo- I love it out here i got family in connecticut and in jersey already so i've been here a couple of times but i've been here one month exactly and i, and I love it so have you hit all the italian the italian food spots I, I got I could probably live here forty years and not hit all of them, right? I mean, you probably know which which one the, which ones have you been told to go to, and have you gone to any of them? Um, I forget the name of the place on Mulberry Street. I've gone to, to be honest with you. There's a hilarious um, place to go because, down in Little Italy down there, where the guy plays like he's like a one man band in the middle of the restaurant. You got to go to that place. This, the guy's fucking yet. classic. He's so bad. He's great. One of those guys, he's got the keyboard going and he's singing songs. And you're like, what the fuck is this guy doing in the middle of the restaurant? It's <laughs> hilarious. He's great. Yeah, I'm he's, sure he's just more of an entertainer than he actually is like a music incline. He's yeah. terrible, but it's great. Like my friend, Steve Simone, I don't know if you know him. He's a comic. He always calls people like that. Simply fantastic. That's what he calls them. I love that. <laughs> 
I love that. I mean, dude, I, I'm trying to think. I went to um, Joe's Pizza in the city. Apparently, that was that's a big place that. in the East Village. Um, a couple places in the Huntington area where I'm where I'm living right now. Um, what's your Umberto's? Umberto. I don't know. It'd be I, funny I, if you I, said I like Pizzeria lot. Uno. Oh yeah, hell no. Is that is that a yeah. good version of Chicago pizza? <laughs> it's not actually. People just I'm go kidding. there because of the, the corner that it's on. No, it's funny you say that because I've met people from when I did my shows in Belmore, Labor Day, um, Long Island natives that went to Chicago. Yeah, we went deep dish pizzeria Uno, and I'm like, you know, I'm like, great, you know, I've, no one ever, not one Chicago native I know that has ever thought like on the couch watching the bears game let's get uno tonight like it's always it's it's giordano's and lou malnati's excuse me the top two i got it maybe off the beaten path it's like a gino z's but it's like anything else man it's coke pepsi and then rc if you're really out of ideas you know what i mean yeah the the top two are losing giordano's are you one of those guys like me when you when you go to a new place and you're like you could be in the uber or the cab like I'm like, where do I need to go eat? Like, I that's my first move when I get to a place. So, like, wh- what's the what are you known for here, and where do I get it? Yeah, no, I, I will easily, you know, have a conversation with, with an Uber driver for sure. I mean, I think the default is to text somebody that's from the area. But I'm sure as a comic for all those years, you went to so many places where you didn't know anybody, and you were like, "Yo, where yeah. do I go?" So I, I yeah. I don't know what Long Island's known for food wise. What do they got out there? I don't really know either. <laughs> I've been here a month. I'm still, I just got my, I got to get a backdrop going before I find the pizza joint. You know what I'm saying? No, little, little Vincent's is big right by the Paramount theater in Huntington. Okay. Kevin James has been there a couple of times. There's uh, it's in the Huntington village, like kitty corner from Paramount. The Paramount theater is a place called little Vincent's. It's a good spot. So uh, yeah, man. Well, dude, I feel like just letting you go. I know you, uh, you crammed this in and I know you have another, podcast to go do then i hate doing two podcasts in a day it fries my brain i don't i like i don't know i people go why aren't you doing why did you do a podcast last week i'm like it's like you want to be honest and go it's a fucking pain in the ass you know what's nice about this one is that rodia lives like 40 minutes from me so i'll go that's why i gotta get out of here earlier to speak i'll mm-hmm. go drive and i'll sit next to him where it just it's a different so much better right which i'm used to this shit but if don't get me wrong. A back-to-back Zoom call, you know, isn't ideal. So the fact no. that that one is is in his house is a lot easier to to put together in a day, man. But well, you, you got any gigs you want to plug? Um, did your Caroline's gig happen yet? Yeah, Caroline's was uh, October twenty-first. Oh, that was already. How yeah. was that? Yeah, it was good, man. It was good. Did um, did about 40, 45 minutes, which uh, I've only done a couple of times now. So I'm getting in the swing of that. We had like That's 30 people canceled because uh, of the Vax card shit, which sucked. But um, different crowd. I, mean, I had a couple of comics, you know, tell me like, you know, the stuff that normally kills on Long Island and Jersey just isn't going to do the same. It's tourists the there. That's why. Is no, in the city's is? different than Caroline's. Caroline's is all tourists because it's right there in Midtown Manhattan. It's like, it's like, uh, that's like being in Vegas doing Carolines. It's gotcha. all tourists. So uh, I was a little, my, my stuff did, did, didn't get the same reaction as it normally would, but um, yeah, it was a good time. I had some friends, friends there that live around here and my dad flew from Chicago and uh, Oh really? Cool. Yeah. No, it was a good Your time. Your young dad. That's my age. 
Yeah, he, he's dude, he's been working from home during the pandemic for like a year and a half now, and he's just any excuse to get out of the house. My mom's working in, in the city in, in Chicago, so she's out of the house 12 hours a day. He's like, I'll, I'll get on a plane for a couple of days and go to New York. He's loving the he's loving what's going on. So I feel like time. I have to, I have to make you do a Sebastian of some sort before you go. It's like now I feel like whenever I go on someone's podcast and they know like like Nick DePaulo used to be like, just do Tony Soprano. I'm like, I just can't just fucking do. T- do, you, do you have yeah, friends yeah, like I that? Got, when you, you know grew what, up? Joe, here's a deal. All right? Anybody who's got the balls to do two podcasts in a day, <laughs> the fucking audacity. You better make sure one of those is in person and the other one's virtual because anybody that's staring at a camera for two and a half hours, you might as well go back into the corporate world, right? That's all I got for you. That's what I it's a little improv, right? Two Zoom calls. What? <laughs> Why would you do that? Are you not? That was funny when you did the video with the one guy who does them, and then you brought the girl in who does them. The girl, the girl's classic. What's her name? Yeah, Andrea Lopez. Andrea Lopez, the female Sebastian. Yeah, she got probably a better reaction than the four dudes got. (laughs) Does anyone do Sebastian's wife? Does anyone do that impression? I don't think so. That'd be classic. His (laughs) wife. She's in every video. I'm like, my wife won't be on camera ever. I'm like, how did he marry a woman that just can no problem every video? Yeah, I guess he's making so much money that she's like, all right, I'll do right. Did it. Fuck. But, um, all right, dude. Well, thanks uh, for having me on, man. And uh, uh, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to do one of these in person someday. Love and, it. Uh, and we'll uh, the 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 TikTok the TikTok Guidos is going to be huge, dude. It'll be uh, there's something there like we talked about last week. We were supposed to meet yesterday in Brooklyn at their office or whatever. I met him last time. And uh, it's a couple of different things going on. We couldn't make it happen, but um, yeah, man, we'll talk. For yeah, sure. you got to let me know when you guys are getting together, and because uh, I um I do spots a lot at the comic strip and at uh, at Gotham, so I'm bouncing around in there. If you're ever in the, if you're doing spots in the city and stuff, yeah, I got it. We talked about that last week too. I got to yeah. start really sp- you know, spending the night down there. Yeah, and just yeah. getting too comfortable on Long Island. So yeah, um, but yeah, man. All right, dude. Be good. Well, good luck, and uh, we'll talk soon. Appreciate it. Later, Thanks, brother. Thanks, Joe. Shout the fam. All right, bye. Talk to you. Well, folks, I hope you liked that episode. Keep listening to the Pretender to Contender podcast. Come and see me this Saturday at the Emelin Theater in Mamaronic, New York, doing my one-man show, Remember When... With a three-piece band behind me, I'm really excited about it. Just go to joematteris.com for tickets, and you can come out to that. All right? I will also be at the Stress Factory Comedy Club in New Brunswick, New Jersey, the day after Thanksgiving. The day after Thanksgiving. It's a Friday night. I'm doing two shows. That is November 26th, the day after Thanksgiving. Go to stressfactory.com for tickets to that. All right, everybody? All right. You guys have a great rest of your week. All right. Enjoy.